All right. We are, what, second week in Ordinary Time? Second? No, 13th. <laughs> oh, 13th. Two mm-hmm. is 13. Two. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, this will be the second Sunday we wear green, and uh-huh. we're on 13. That's right. Well, we take that, that break. Rhymed. Thanks, Pentecost. Thank you, Pentecost. <laughs> it's been real. Uh, so I preached yesterday on the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Noise. And there's a good chance I may preach on the 13th. I think I'm outsourcing my preaching. No, wait, that's not the right word. I'm going to be <laughs> sharing my preaching skills to another parish. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. So we'll Is it going to be in English or Spanish? Uh, Espanol. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. And so this will be great. So yesterday I preached in-house. And I got to tell you, it was it was okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... So uh, I mentioned it just because I think this Sunday's gospel is very similar to yesterday's, mm-hmm. um, where I have a, a really hard time, like grabbing a thing, yeah, um, from it. Yeah, um, I mean, we could tell. I could tell from our conversation last week that there was just so much, and we hadn't, like, in the twenty minutes that we talked, we hadn't really narrowed landed. it down to anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I think I realized why. So it happened last Sunday with the gospel, uh, which was um you know uh if um uh, you know to go into uh preach and whatever but like don't fear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. men but fear the one and all that what i realized i did a little research uh and it's helpful for this week because it's the same section of matthew what i realized is that it's a section of matthew's gospel that is known as the mission discourse um matthew's gospel is divided into five discourses and the first one is the sermon on the mount the second one is on mission. It has everything to do with missionariness. Um, and <laughs> that so that was, a, that was a helpful like way of approaching uh-huh. all of that because yeah. it was all these disparate sayings, which so, some of the commentaries were talking about how like that gospel, just like this gospel, this upcoming Sunday, are all these like one-liners of Jesus that yeah. don't really flow together. Yeah. Um, and it's helpful because a uniting principle is that they all pertain to mission. Mm-hmm. So that was a helpful way for me to preach yesterday. Um, nice. But then I, I took it in a different direction, but I, I at least alluded to that. But it may help for this upcoming Sunday because I feel the same kind of... Yeah, this one is a little odd. Um, it's just all over the place. You yeah, know? Like it's, yeah. Like every one sentence is its own idea <laughs> almost, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Which is you u- know. unusual because, I mean, we get so used to St. Paul that has that is nothing but a run-on sentence. <laughs> Yeah, and here you have all these fragments, basically, yeah. like, you know, whoever loves father and mother more than me is not worthy. Whoever loves one son, not worthy. So there's all this not worthiness, but then there's, like, what is it? One, two, three, 13 times he says whoever. Mm-hmm. You know? um, yeah, so I think it might be helpful this upcoming Sunday. At least one way that I'm beginning to approach it is going to be how this is still in the section of Matthew's gospel where Jesus is talking about how to be a missionary disciple. Yeah. Um, like, that's the overarching theme of this section of Matthew. So if we want to know how to be good missionaries, we need to think about, you know, the love we have for our families. Um, We need to weigh that, you know? So anyway, I think adding that context may help a little bit. Yeah, no, I like that. And I, and you're right. When I, when I first read this, I thought, oh man, what are we going to talk about? There's just so much. (laughs) Um, And they're all like random. It's like all random. But that, no, that does help a lot, you know, especially, so there, there are a couple of themes that I'm noticing coming up, and this was we had a read a similar reading. Oh, I don't remember. 
Oh, it may have been today. Anyway, it may have been today where we're looking at burden. Like, what is the burden that Jesus is calling us to bear? You know, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Um, whoever finds his life will lose it. Like, there's so much. It just seems like an impossible task until you realize. Well, what does um, what does Saint Paul say in his in our second reading? As to his death, he died to sin once and for all. Okay, and to his life, he lives for God. Like this mm. burden isn't something to depress us or to weigh us down. The burden is life. The burden is love. Yeah. And in yeah, fact, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, a yeah. very, very difficult thing to do, which I think is a really cool thing to 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 tie into this mission missionary identity. Because we have to constantly be out in the world at work doing thing, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, yeah. With that burden of life. With that burden you know, of love. So the last line of the letter to the Romans right there. So consequently, you two must think of yourselves as dead to sin. And and living for God in Christ yeah, Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I wonder if like, can we summarize the entire gospel with that last line? Mm. <clears throat> Whoever yeah. loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Summary, live for God in Christ Jesus. Well, yeah, no, totally. And I think that's such a really, and that's our Alleluia verse from First Peter, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Like you are called to live this way. Mm-hmm. As Jesus, who this is, yeah, following in the in the in the life, well, death, and resurrection of Christ. Read the rest of the Alleluia verse. Announce the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Yeah, yeah. There An- it is. Announce the praises. There's the mission, like missionariness, mm-hmm. and the gospel is about. I I wrote this just down as you were explaining Romans. I wrote this is a missionary manual. Mm. Like yeah, like this section of Matthew. It's all these disparate sayings, but like. You don't need a long discourse when you're out in the field, you know? Mm-hmm. When you're out on the missions, you just need one-liners to tell me, to remind me how to live for God in Christ Jesus. Well, and more than that, I mean... One it, of these could be, you know, a whole, like, reflection oh, on sure. its own, you know? Well, and it's interesting, you know, what do you make of this line, whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> so, I... So there's a couple of things, and I could be wildly off base with both of them. But you know, you know, he says a prophet is never welcome in his hometown and like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And what happened to I think all of the Old Testament prophets? They were all killed. They were all murdered. <laughs> like it ends in death. And yeah. not to say that the prophets were were bad or, or, or wrong in some, in some sort, but that's not what we're living for just to be a prophet. Um, we're priest, yeah. prophet, king, and we're something well, new. Okay. So yeah, this is going to take some unpacking dude, because whoever receives a prophet because he's a prophet receives a prophet's reward. And then he says, whoever receives a righteous man because yeah. he's a righteous man, right. Will receive a righteous man. I, is that, but the righteous, bad too? The right, yeah. Well, the righteous man's reward isn't death. Is it? I mean, it's life. <laughs> so yeah. I I wonder, I, w- I think we both need to maybe do some research on this because I don't really know what the text is referring to because I think your interpretation is a good one, but it might be more complicated too. Mm. Like one one angle is, you know, the prophets all died. So to receive a prophet just because he's a prophet, you will, you're not worth, like it's not good. Like you're not 
Or, I mean, it means the reverse. Like, you're accepting the profit. Like, it's good that we accept the profit. Yeah. Because... Well, but see, here's... So, are you are you reading that second line about the righteous man as a negative, equally as negative as the prophet's reward? I'm reading both of them as positive. Ah, I see, I see. I'm not. Because, so, I'm, yeah. looking at, I'm looking at the prophet. If you're just relying on yourself as a prophet, like, okay, that's great. But that's not good enough. You have to take that extra step and become righteous as well. Like, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. I don't know which, again, I could be way off base there. I usually am. So okay, hold on. Here's here's a helpful here's help something helpful for you, because I think you are off base. Um, so so this might be helpful. Wrong. I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna draw a big circle around. I'm gonna split this gospel into two. I'm putting a big circle around. Jesus said to his apostles, all the way down to whoever loves his whoever loses his life will find it. I think that's one unit. Yeah, that's how it's broken up in the on the yes. website. Exactly. <laughs> so I think the second unit is helpful. Whoever receives you receives me. And whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Okay. So let's just use real names here. Whoever receives Jesus, sorry, whoever receives Jonathan receives Jesus. Mm-hmm. Whoever receives Jesus receives the Father. And then I think he's using prophet and righteous man and the little one mm-hmm. as titles of himself. Hmm. So Jesus is a prophet, but you are also a prophet. Yeah. Jesus is a righteous man, and you are also a righteous man. And whoever gives a cup of cold water to the little one, who is Jesus, you too are also a little one. So I'm wondering if there's a progression because there. Because the little of, one is a disciple. So again, yeah. there's that missionary identity there to be a disciple. Yeah, so can I call this second section, this Christological section, Jesus is prophet, we be prophet. Yeah. Jesus is righteous man, we be righteous man. <laughs> Jesus is the little one, we be little one. <laughs> okay. And in so doing, in so imitating Christ this way, we receive our reward. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. Because now it's become about Jesus and no longer about just a missionary manual. You know, it's become whoever receives you receives me. Like our missionary work is not about us. Mm -hmm. It's about letting through our prophecy, the prophet be. Well, it's about living for God in Christ Jesus. Oh, there we go. We're back to it. We're back to it. Living for God in Christ Jesus. That's our thesis statement. There it is. There it is. Yeah, I think I think that's right. And I mean, it really does fit. Like, look at our psalm: "Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord." Like, that's mm-hmm. exactly what we're what we're doing. We are singing those praises. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, this is good. This is good. Um, okay, so really quick, let's just turn to the first reading because I think mm. we're doing good here with the second reading and the first yeah. read in the in the gospel. This first reading is, I don't know if I've ever heard this story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard this. I, Gehazi. It's about a, yeah, it's about Elisha and not Elijah. So I got confused immediately. Yeah. Uh, about this like wealthy woman who he stays with. And then because she's so kind to him, she, he promises her a baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just seems, I don't know. It's, it's incredible. Hmm. So I guess we're highlighting here her generosity, her hospitality. 
Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, it, it could fit with this, with this discipleship thesis that even without her knowing it, and maybe even knowing God, she may, I don't know. Um, she did what was righteous. Right, right. Yeah, she did the right thing. She lived for God, you know, not in she Christ Jesus. She received the prophet as a prophet. <laughs> she did receive the prophet as a prophet. Hey, how about that? Uh, <laughs> Alicia is a prophet. So there you go. So I think that she might be a good, like, case study for what we're looking at in the gospel. Someone yeah. who, you know, maybe the, here's maybe here's the caveat. When we think missionary manual, we think we're out in the bush, you know, working with people who have never heard the gospel. But she doesn't do that. She just is hospitable. Like, and in doing so, she is a missionary. Like, she's welcoming a prophet into her home and offering him hospitality. And that's her being a missionary, in a sense, in her own circumstance. Yeah. You know, um, hold on. I'm just, oh, that's right. So this whole story is kind of bizarre. Um, I have heard it. And there's there's a whole series of weird kind of, th- and th- these are really reminiscent of the miracles that Jesus performed. So this little boy ends up dying <laughs> that he promises to the mother, and he no goes, way. yeah, and he goes and uh, brings him back to life. No, yeah, <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> well, and oh, then there's like a, a whole series of really bizarre stories of them. Um, just doing, yeah, like there's, I think it's with him that eventually there's this, the endless pot of oil, like just some really oh, bizarre. Yeah. Oh, that was like Elijah. That was Miracle Elijah. stories. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one's Elijah. Because we heard that at mass recently where the pot of flour wouldn't run dry and the yeah. oil wouldn't. Um, yeah. But regardless, like the book of regardless. things of these prophets. Yeah. Is it's kind odd. of bizarre. And I. Yeah, I don't know. Why do you think that they leave out? Because you can see up at the, we're on the USCCB website, and you can see that it's chopped up for 8 through 11, 14 through 16. What are we missing? Have you looked it up? Uh, No. Yeah. Well, we're no missing idea. the whole end where the boy dies and, and Alicia comes back and raises him to life. Are you sure that's in the story? Yeah. Absolutely. Dang. Yeah, no idea. So, well, okay. So that's the consequence of something else. But this is the promise, and it's okay if a promised gift is later taken away. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, it doesn't. But is it because he's brought back to life? Yeah, yeah, in a yeah, in a new way of being a gift to his mother, for sure, for sure. So I don't know if it's necessary for this story because I think maybe what's being put on display is that initial, that encou- initial hospitality. That enc- well, here we go. Is this the encounter that starts everything? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and her her hospitality, her generosity is the kind of missionary discipleship, perhaps, that many of us forget is part of our charism as Christians. Mm-hmm. It's not just go out into, you know, the world and preach the good news. It's stay at home and welcome the traveler. Like, that's also part of your job. Yeah, and you know, I, th- I think there could be a way... Now, I don't know how much you want to actually preach on the full story, given that it's not presented. Um, and that I don't know it. And that you don't exactly like, and it, it, a homily isn't the time to explain. Like I'm not there just to summarize stories, um, right? 
or to really say what's not being what's not being read that sure, day. Sure, sure. But I wonder if there's a way of bringing in like real life <laughs> because life sometimes is difficult. It's hard and bad things happen. Mm-hmm. But if we if we stick to what we've what we've promised what this woman promised to the prophet, then even our sadness will be turned into joy. Mm, yeah. That, and that we if we trust in the resurrection that we too will be raised up on that last day. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. And it may be, here's your connection to the gospel, you'll receive your reward. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, what is the reward we're talking about? I, I don't think that the negative view of the gospel is going to pan out because the reward that we want, well, I guess the reward could be, you know, damnation. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it could be saying it in a very, like, judgmental way. Yeah, that, if that's what you choose. I mean, today we had the, our first reading for um, for this Monday was... Um, the destruction of Israel, like that was their reward for abandoning God. <laughs> right, right. But a prophet who preaches and a Christian who receives them, mm-hmm. like their reward is great in heaven. You yeah. Know? Um, and this comes immediately after what we had at Mass yesterday, which was, you know, if you witness to me in the world, I will witness before you mm-hmm. to my Heavenly Father. Like, remember, this is all about missionary, Yeah. like, how we are to be in the world and not earning our salvation, but giving witness to the goodness of God to save us as we are his missionaries in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, this is good. This is good. So I like that there's a clear, like there's a, actually, you can even divide the gospel in two where there's like the negative, like not worthy of me, not worthy of me, not worthy of me. Then the second half will have the reward. We'll have right. the reward. We'll have the it's reward. almost like the Beatitudes. Hmm. Well, the Lucan version, even where you've got the woes versus the, um, the blessings, other, the blessings, yeah. No, this is good, man. I I would feel comfortable preaching this Sunday on what it means to be a missionary, knowing that in Matthew's gospel we're in the missionary discourse, and you have all of yeah. these statements that relate the missionary to Jesus and emphasize how to be a missionary in the world, and then maybe relating it to this mission statement of living for God in Christ Jesus. There's a lot here. Like it's yeah. all kind of gelling together. Well, so here's the problem though with that. Is there a clear theme? I mean, obviously it's missionary, right? But like you can take that into so many different directions. Yeah, like, so what's how, my punchline? How do you, yeah, how do you preach our missionary activity knowing that we may end up sp- spending a couple of weeks on this topic? Like, what is it about these readings? Mm, yeah. So we got to stay with the readings as they are. And so to be a missionary is to live for God, for Christ Jesus, announcing his praises uh, in the light. Okay. Yeah. Um, then what is the thesis statement beyond that? So like... Yeah. You know, I wonder if it has... Because, again, these these whoever loses, whoever loves, you know, like that just seems like... Jesus is telling you to abandon everything and to follow him, which he does. He says that clearly, but not so that you can be, so that you can have nothing. We're getting everything in return and Mm, we're getting all of these things back. Yeah, exactly. So we have to look at the reward here, I think, and to say, these are the, these are the things that will distract us along that way. Mm -hmm. These are the things that will come up and say, you need to follow me instead of to go out and sing the praises of Jesus, to live in that light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to say, not to say that, you know, it's it's not evil to have a father or a mother or a son or a daughter, but that if you don't recognize them for what they are, they will be 
distractions. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, another way of looking at that is that everything needs to be in its place. Fathers, mothers, daughters, sons, even your own life mm-hmm. needs to be in its place or else you grasp it and by grasping at it, you lose it. Yeah. Because it needs to be ordered to God in Christ Jesus, you know? Um, it's maybe like in Ignatian spirituality, it's like this principle and foundation idea. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. You know? Is that everything is ordered to the praise and the reverence and service of God and everything else should be used to help mm-hmm. accomplish that and never become an idol. Like that's biblical theology, like biblical morality. Like Th- you don't... Those, those other things? Yeah, all of those other <laughs> things. You use them insofar as they're helpful, you know? Mm-hmm. And... um. Like the the greatest sin of the Israelites, you know, is the adultery against God with foreign gods. And that's the idolatry of turning calves into deities, which we do all the time, you know. So like some people turn their family life or their Mm -hmm. own work life into idols, you know. Um, Well, and we're we're seeing that, I think, people um, who quite literally don't know what to do with all of this time with their families. Right, right. Yeah, totally. That <laughs> oh, was yeah. good. It was good. Anyway, all right, we man. Stop. So yeah. So uh, parting thought. Um, listen to, to your YouTube homily next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Sounds good, man. Till next time. Alrighty. Bye. Peace.